been wanting to do a podcast on the topic of overthrow for quite a while. Um, I wanted to do some research on uh, this juxtaposition of um, overthrow versus underthrow and have been finding it difficult as there is very little left on Google about underthrow, which was uh, really frustrating. Um, I originally researched underthrowing several years ago, and um, and now even just Googling it, um, I I don't really get any other results other than an underthrow in sports, um, but <laughs> I guess maybe it's just too controversial a topic now. Um, I saw a Peanuts cartoon one time um, where I think it was Linus um, and Lucy were talking, and uh, I might get the characters wrong. I, I'm not super familiar with those comics. I should be. It was two characters, and um, they were saying, like, uh, there was the nerdy one and one of the girls, and saying, like, you know, they're not going to teach you how to, you know, you know, get around the rule. They're not going to teach you what you need to know to overthrow the school in school. And it's quite interesting because even though I'm badly paraphrasing that and butchering it to hell, um, if you can find that cartoon, please share it with me. Um, go to my library of consciousness at www.libraryofconsciousness.com and post it in my group. Um, I kind of stumbled upon this uh, about three or four years ago when uh, I was researching um, specifically like libertarian and anarchy ideologies and wanting to explore that more um, and, of course, dug into the history of certain terminologies and dug into what an underthrow was and was quite fascinated uh, to find out that um, overthrows are pretty much all we're aware of. Like, when we think of how to, you know, tackle tyranny, whether it's, you know, an industrial titan or a government or, you know, a radical leader of any kind, we think of an overthrow strategy. But what's quite interesting is you can find in history, Ben Franklin especially, was very fond of the underthrow strategies. Um, and these are kind of like the trump card type strategies. Um, I mean that in the classical sense of the term, um, uh, all current events aside. And this is like one of those things where an underthrow strategy is like, you know, you know, if, if you go to a knife fight with a gun, you know, you're still going to lose to the person with a bazooka. Um, and it's thinking so far outside of the box that you're almost doing something that is impossible and they don't even fight you. 
What's interesting is, is when I've dug into it deeper and started researching uh, underthrows more and more in history, and I'll try and find some resources to share about this, but they're getting scarce. So I'm going to start looking for books to get and create, you know, new content on this um, because underthrow strategies, obviously they don't apply to just, you know, underthrowing governments where if you Google, you know, underthrowing, uh, you're pretty much only going to get sports results. If you Google underthrow the government, you're going to get mostly sports results and like one meme page on Facebook about underthrowing the government. Uh, but it's uh, really quite fascinating how sparse the information is on underthrowing, despite the fact that it plays a vital role in American history. Uh, most people think that there was an overthrow that happened. We overthrowed, overthrew in America, the we of Americans overthrew the British government, but that's absurd, like completely absurd. Um, they were about to come and just wipe us out if it wasn't for Ben Franklin's strategy to underthrow uh, this effort by going to France. Most people thought that he defected and became a Frenchman, but he just was a chameleon. He was one of those people. He he was almost like a, a political shapeshifter, and he learned to become French and gain the trust of French debutantes until he did the impossible and created a colonial French treaty agreement and that by default, led to America winning the war because we had we had been recognized internationally and we were allied with France and England did not want to go up against France because at this time, you know, France was, you know, doing better than England. They were doing way better than England. They had more lucrative colonies and England had taken a huge hit from King Henry um, with, you know, the whole debt thing and, um, France collapsed first and then England collapsed. And by this time France was doing better than them because they were recovering from their collapse that happened before the English's collapse, which is, uh, quite fascinating that I didn't know that about history until researching something that, you know, essentially people who are quite fascinated with conspiracies, believe in some pretty interesting theories based on actually some really sound, although, you know, really, really lacking explanation, like true parts of history that they fill in the blanks with beliefs that, you know, it's cool. Like they might be right, but, you know, I, I can't really prove whether or not they're absolutely right or wrong. And that's not really the point of my research. It's just to Listen to people that most people find uncomfortable and find a middle ground. Find <clears throat> find a way to communicate the uncommunicatable. Find a way to communicate past stigma. And that's really interesting how, you know, it's, it's all, it reminds me so much of that Peanuts cartoon where you're not going to be taught the tools to overthrow your system of control 
And it's becoming more apparent now than ever that an underthrow is a great idea for, you know, I don't know what you want to do, but if it's being blocked on Google in ways that it wasn't years ago, then, you know, maybe if you're fighting against industrialism, which also, let's be clear, that's different than capitalism. Industrialism is the bastardization of capitalism just as much as, you know, Big government is the bastardization of, you know, a republic through the power of a democracy that even Ben Franklin was rightfully terrified of because he listened to Socrates, the father of the republic, and who, you know, ironically got killed for dissenting against democracy. Um, and these were things that, you know, I realized me five years ago would have said, this is bullshit, this is just what you believe, and I'm like, you know, now I'm like, I want to tell people, you know, research it, but it's really crazy at how this information has gone. And I know this sounds like more than a belief forever than ever. Um, so if you have any resources on underthrowing, uh, please reach out to me in my group, uh, libraryofconsciousness.com. Um, and, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, please find it at my.libraryofconsciousness.com or look for jace.libraryofconsciousness.com. And uh, please find me and uh, share with me what resources you have. Um, I'm really, really interested in exploring this more, uh, especially collaborating with other people who are interested in this topic. Uh, underthrowing is real. <laughs> um I'm looking for any book references, video references, because it's really hard to find when it's removed from the best index that I have, uh, Google, and uh, uh, that that just makes it tough. So um, I'll probably try DuckDuckGo next, but we we will see. And if I find some stuff, I'll put something together, maybe put it up on library lbry if you haven't checked out that platform um look for our channel at at ted ted and um we'll see what we can find um thank you for listening to this one this one is a uh, kind of different from my other uh juxtaposition versus juxtaposition uh podcast it's quite short because there's there's not much to go on right now so I'd love to do a follow-up because you know underthrow and overthrow are really really fascinating parts of strategy and if we only know of one we don't know really the practical value of the other if we're completely unaware of it but what's interesting is when we're always in a constant state of struggle with overthrow and we think that you know, we have to find somebody powerful enough to overthrow. No, this is how tyranny transfers control. And underthrow is actually how you avoid uh, tyrannical shifts of power and control. Um, this is really interesting. This is why, you know, the founding fathers of America talked about it so much and I'm probably going to have to do a deep dive on some of those journals and discourses to put something together. And, um, you know, if if you want to help me do that, please reach out to me. 
you know, my podcast on Anchor, send me a message on there or shoot me a message at, you know, uh, libraryofconsciousness.com or post something on the wall there. And uh, I'd love to put together a research team on this and see what we can find. And I could, you know, get a documentary put together on this and put it up on libraries so it's uncensorable and uh, see what we can do. So this, I guess this podcast is more of a call to action. Uh, Call to action on a topic that is, I guess, rightfully hard to know in a time when we probably need it the most in different parts of the world, different sectors of the world, you know, private, public sector alike. Um, So, yeah, please, please reach out to me. And that'd be great. I'd love to have you on a podcast where we can talk about this, maybe my casual convo podcast, and talk about what you know on this. That would be really, really great. Um, All right. Thank you for listening to this and uh, come back for another.